This is the Isaiah Stevens Show, presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza. Now, with Isaiah, here's Brady Hall. Six minutes after the 11 o'clock hour, welcome in to the Isaiah Stevens Show, presented by the one and only Crazy Carl's Pizza. Isaiah, my man, your, your schedule's... Are always just so nuts. We finally got you in studio, and I'm so glad we did. Uh, appreciate you popping in, my man. Oh, man, I'm happy to be here. It's a I little bit it. better than the last place, huh? Just a little bit, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think when Isaiah came to the last place, like in downtown, you're kind of like, is this a radio station or is this someplace kind of sketchy? Maybe I should avoid at this stage. But I know. remember uh, when I first pulled up. Uh, we had to wait outside and ring the little doorbell for somebody to come open up the door. And I uh, just stand it on a well, quarter. And I told Isaiah, I said, bring a bucket because the roof's leaking. So just bring a bucket just in case and hold it there. And uh, so far, so good. We haven't had that issue here. No, nah, not spot. too bad. It's a nice building, man. It's, it's, you know, it makes things a little bit easier in yeah. here. You know, it's not bad. But how you doing, man? I've been good, man. Uh, just excited for tomorrow. I know we got a big one, but... Yeah, nah, I've been doing well. Season's winding down. I can't believe Crazy. it. Two, get, two regular season games left, of course, and then we look into the Mount West Conference Tournament um, right around the corner. So some huge games, some huge opportunities for you guys. Yeah, and like you said, it's still going. So got to try to stay as focused as possible. Uh, understand everything we want and we set out for at the beginning of the year is still right there in front of us. So uh, just continuing to try to improve and find little ways to get better and get over some of these humps. Well, and I don't want to, we don't have to rehash everything that happened <laughs> earlier this week, but man, I mean, you got the place just absolutely going nuts. You hit the shot that puts your team, that ties the game. Everybody's thinking we're probably going to overtime there. Cool. And I, I mean, just a weird scenario. I don't know if it's going to happen like this ever again. You get Lucas, who is a pretty good free throw shooter. He misses a lot of free throws, like three out of the last four. Yeah. And then he makes a half court shot. I mean, it's just, what's going through your mind when that happens? Uh, Honestly, and it was funny, me and my brother was talking about kind of my reaction to it. Uh, I didn't see it until the ball was like already hitting the backboard. Mm. Uh, I was chasing my man up the floor, and I kind of was looking over my other shoulder with no real idea of what was going on behind me. And then all of a sudden, I turned around and the ball was going in. So I kind of just blankly walked off the floor. I mean, that's basketball sometimes. Uh, hopefully you're on the good side of it more than the bad, but hey, it happens, man. And it was a heck of a shot well, by him. Hit, so you've hit some of those too. I mean, so <laughs> a yeah. couple, yeah. So I mean, um, all in all, man, I didn't really take it too too hard after the fact. I was just like, man, that's a crazy shot. Uh, we fought our butts off to get back into the game. Uh, we put ourselves in position to hopefully go take it in overtime. But like, my man just hit a crazy shot, so. What was uh, – is there any – there's probably not really much time for conversation after a game <laughs> like that. Like when you're shaking hands and yeah. stuff. I mean, is there – what's said at that point? Is it like – do you look at Lucas and you're like, are you kidding me, man? What's going on? I just told him big time shot mm. and Kevin Push. I told him good game uh, with the rest of their team uh, as well as their coaching staff. I feel like we've always had some pretty uh, high-level games against them over my career uh, dating back to when I first got into the league. So um, – I just told him good game, good shot, and kept it pushing. I don't know how you guys keep the emotions. To, I mean, you go and hit that shot. That was an amazing shot that you made to tie this game. And then you get something like that with, what, 2.8 seconds left? But that's why you are where you are. <laughs> You're able to kind of go, all right, all right that just happened. I'm just going to be ready for the next game. I'm still sitting there like, are we sure we got he got it off in time? Is yeah. there a glitch in the system? Am I watching this right? Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it didn't actually go in. That's where my brain's going. <laughs> nah, it definitely did. And I mean, <laughs> you definitely feel all the emotions. Don't get me wrong. But uh, 
it's just about how you channel it. And obviously you got people looking at you all the time. So uh, I feel like just being in control of your emotions is also just as important. So, like I said, it was a crazy shot. Obviously I wasn't happy about it by any means. But, um, yeah, I feel like we did a good job of just – keeping our composure, tip our cap to them, and move on. What was the locker room like after that? Because I know with your leadership ability, you're one of those guys that can can do what you're saying. You know, hey, crazy shot. We got to get ready for the next one now. Um, obviously, there's some younger guys on this team. Yeah. How, how does that? How does the the locker room feel after a game like that? Uh, I think it was more just in disbelief more than anything. Uh, two of our last three games come down to a, a buzzer beater shot and at some point, you just want to <laughs> try to figure out all the answers as to why it's happening that way. But it's a part of the game. It's the ebbs and flows of a season. And I'm sure we're not the only team this year that's going through it. And there's still a lot of basketball left to be played, so we can't really get too down on ourselves in that regard. It's probably the most ridiculous I've ever seen this conference. Yeah. I mean, I just any team has proven that any team has proven that probably can go on and do some great things come yeah. tournament time. And any team in the conference, even at the bottom, has proven that they can hang with anybody. So For I've sure. never seen anything quite like it. Absolutely. And it was funny. Me and Coach Manfred was talking about this not too long ago, uh, just about how the league has grown since I've been in it. Uh, we had some really high-level teams and players my first year, and it's only grown since then as far as getting multiple teams in. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get six bids this year. I think that's just awesome uh, just to show the world where the Mountain West is going, and it's only going to continue to get better. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's so much fun as a, as a fan to sit and watch these games, but the stress I'm sure that goes to, probably with Coach Medved and company, like the stress yeah. on a nightly basis of, okay, we beat this team or we lost this team. Can we take a break? No, we've got this team coming up. Every single team has a re- – there's something about each team where yeah. you could you could re- realistically say they could pull off a win. Even even San Jose State, you could 100%. still look at that team and think, man, they could do something crazy. Yeah, they're one of the top three-point shooting teams in the league. So if you're not on your P's and Q's, man, you let some of those guys get going, uh, you're in a dogfight. And then they got some great guard play with Amy and Cardenas uh, who are just super aggressive and relentless. And when you have a team that's – um, just out there willing to scrap for whatever they can get, man. Those are the games that you really got to be sharp in. You said something earlier about those those games that come down to the buzzer beater, and I, I brought this up on the show the other day. I was like, I, I wonder if Isaiah, like guys like you, coaches, players, if if in some cases it's almost if you get blown out, if you lose by ten fifteen, is it easier to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, here we can we can pinpoint exactly what we did wrong, <laughs> yeah. but when you keep coming down to the wire, like. We did almost everything right, but we're just not getting that final hump. Is it sometimes more complicated to go through those games and try to analyze what went wrong as opposed to, you know, a blowout loss? It's like, well, there's like seven or eight things we could probably pinpoint. (laughs) Right. Uh, I think both can be true. Uh, I think as far as us being in a lot of close games, like you said, that means we're doing a lot of good things out there throughout the 40 minutes uh, on both ends of the floor, and it might come down to one or two possessions that we have to have in order to win high-level games, and that's what it's going to come down to in March. Uh, it's not going to be a whole lot of blowouts, hopefully. Uh, the scouting reports get tighter. Teams start to know each other a little bit better. Uh, so it comes down to these 
one, two possession games, and we've been right there in all of them. We just haven't quite made that one or two extra plays just yet that hopefully we will be able to make moving I, forward. I keep seeing all these tweets from last night, too. We had, we had leap day yesterday. It's like, okay, now it's March. But it has felt like March in the Mountain Conference, yeah. uh, Mount West Conference, for the past three months. <laughs> I mean, it just feels Honestly. like every game is March Madness. Honestly, it started out that way. Uh, I remember we had New Mexico at home, and yeah. we started running into <laughs> some of those early games at Utah State on the road. And um, those games just had like that March atmosphere to it. Uh, it felt like there was NCAA tournament implications on the line right away. Players playing for a, a whole lot more than just themselves. So, um, no, nah, it's been fun this year, man. It's been super competitive, which is the way you want it. And yeah. When you looked at, at the beginning of the season, I know you and I have talked about it because we, we joked about the, the first Utah State game for you guys, and it wasn't on, you know, like FS1 or CBS Sports, and I think you even said it. You're like, well, I don't think a lot of people thought we were going to be that great. I don't think a lot of people thought Utah State was going to be that right. great. But seriously, to be honest, did you really think we'd have six, and then honestly, like seven to eight, seven to yeah. eight teams that are realistically pretty darn good? Did you really look <laughs> at that at the beginning of the season and think we're going to have that many teams that could really cause some chaos? Nah, I mean, I don't necessarily think anybody did, and if they did, there's... No way they're telling the truth, right? But they're a sports uh, host that thinks they know everything. Yeah, man. Like but nah, a lot of really good teams. But then it's also you start getting into the transfer world and new coaching staff. So you never really know. And like in my situation, I'm not familiar with everyone who's going to a new place or every coach that's accepting a new job. So um, you don't know what their play styles are, what their personnel looks like until you actually get out there on the floor and start to see it. Yeah, man. And then teams can really get rolling. So you also got to take that into account. And it's been a a lot of good teams this year. Do you like it this way? The, the the fact that every single night is a dogfight, you guys cannot afford to to come up for air. Every single game you know is going to be intense. As a competitor, and we know how competitive you are, do yeah. you like it like that? Or is there kind of like, come on, we wish there was a couple of gimmies here once in a while. I mean... For me personally, I think it just makes it easier to go out there and compete every day knowing that you don't have any like landmine games uh, that are like setups for you if you don't necessarily get the win. Uh, so I know teams don't like to necessarily talk about like good or bad losses, whatever, but uh, when you're playing high-level games, the win is just as big and the loss doesn't hurt you as much because you're playing a high-level game. So uh, That's honestly, That's a good point. honestly, I feel like it's been great for us just to be able to understand that we're right here with the top of the league we're right here with the top teams in the country and we can go out there and just play free play confident because it's not like if you lose it's the end of the world it, it, you're right that's how it has felt all season where if you guys lose it's like well that's the mountain west i mean this is going to happen you guys are are going to uh kind of beat each other up throughout the course of the season <laughs> yeah. when you get a win you also probably feel that way too 100%. like hey that's great but we know we got another dogfight coming up 100 percent. but it makes the wins feel that much better though as well because you know you're playing high level competition uh sometimes when you beat up on weaker teams it's like that's what you were supposed to do. All right, pick up your things. Let's move on. Uh, but when you beat a good opponent, uh, yeah, you have to be willing to move forward and flush it. But at the same time, it helps you build that confidence with your team of understanding, like, we're right here with some of the top dogs in our league. How much do you pay attention to the resume and all that stuff, looking at you know March Madness potential? I mean, is that stuff you guys are talking about, or is it more or less it's a – we just all have an understanding of of what what it's going to take, how we've done. We know what our resume looks like right now, 
But we still got a couple of games left in the regular season. I'd say it's probably the latter of what you just said, uh, understanding that it's still two games in the regular season that we have to be sharp in, have to be ready to compete in, and two rivalry games at that. So mm. you also understand what that brings to the table as well. Uh, and you just got to worry about all the postseason stuff when it comes. Uh, if you start looking too far ahead, that's when you start to uh, slip up on a few things, uh, let some of your culture slip. But we've done a really good job of understanding who we are and what we've done. Uh, sometimes we'll revisit exactly what we've done throughout our season so far just to keep that confidence in check. Uh, but at the same time, man, you got to continue to win games. you got to continue to get better because uh, it's a journey. There's no real end destination in this thing. Well, and that's the that's the craziest. The, the, the best part about college basketball is, yeah, you go into that non-conference schedule first. That's the first portion of the season, and you get to do some crazy things. I mean, look what you guys did against Creighton. Then look what Creighton's gone on to do. They've done some pretty crazy things, too. And then you can look back at that. But also that second part of the season starts, and it, it's happening You know the way a lot of people were not necessarily worried that it would happen, but we knew it was going to be a battle mm-hmm. each and every night. But that's got to be kind of a confidence booster when you do maybe have those down moments where you go, we know we're capable of beating yeah. the best teams in college basketball. So we still have that confidence. Absolutely. And you have to have it. Otherwise, you're just going to get ran out the gym. So uh, I feel like our team isn't necessarily lacking that in any capacity. We just got to put it all together and come out and – find a way to get a win. That's all it is. I mean, we can't really get too worried about what's already been done. So uh, I love our approach right now. Uh, we've had some really good days of practice and prep. Uh, so I'm excited to see uh, what kind of fight we have. Let's talk a little bit. Coming back, we'll take a quick break here. You have some special guests in studio, too. Yes. You can you can <laughs> announce them and introduce them to the world here on the show, Isaiah. Would you Could you do that for us? Yeah. So today we have my lovely mother, uh, Pat Stevens, <laughs> and also uh, my older brother, uh, my right-hand man right here barrington stevens as well oh, i'm excited i'm uh, pumped to have you guys in studio thank you for having us. oh it's appreciate you, you, appreciate co- you guys having us. well you guys uh you might have to just come in here more often and we'll just do this show <laughs> even when isaiah is just you know playing basketball and stuff and doing that, you guys could come in here and we can talk you know we can we can dissect isaiah's game a little bit okay. what do you think yeah, you guys in on that? Uh, sure, we do that. We do that on a daily basis, anyway. <laughs> how much do you, as brothers, like? How much do you do that? Do you talk and and go over? Hey, you know, maybe you should have done this, even though you broke every record that ever existed. <laughs> um, how how often do those conversations happen for you guys? I'll say we probably talk about it a couple times a week. Uh, definitely when I was younger, probably more frequently, just because I'm still searching for a lot more direction, and he had been through it uh, at the D1 level, at the yeah. professional level. Uh, so just seeking out his advice and everything, now it's more so just like a mentorship thing. And uh, when he feels like he needs to reach out to me and uh, get something off his mind, uh, he'll let me know and vice versa as well for me. How special is that to have a, a group of a, you know family members, that circle? being able to support you no matter what you're doing. No, nah, man, they're special, uh, and they get it. Uh, I hear a lot of teammates and uh, guys around the country that have to do a lot with their families, uh, just trying to get them to understand what they're going through, but they've been through it themselves. Uh, my mom played college athletics, my brother and my dad. So they all understand the grind of what it is to go through a season, the ups and downs. You're never going to be on your A game all the time. Uh, but how do you continue to get up every day and push through that? And they've done a great job. Well, that understanding has to be huge. 
coach because a college athlete, I mean, you guys are so busy all the time. So having having a family in your corner that gets all those things and understands maybe now's not the right time to reach out at this <laughs> stage. We'll we'll check in a little bit later. Or when they do reach out, know that that response might come a little bit later than they you know maybe expected back when you were in high school. <laughs> 100%. And they all understand that. They understand who I am. Uh, I try to get back to them as frequently as possible, uh, as often as possible, because I love talking to them. But at the same time, they also get some of those things. Like after we lose on a half court buzzer beat, I might not respond mm, as quick. So. Yeah. <laughs> How proud are you guys of this dude? I mean, every single night he's breaking a record. Every single night, if you're, I'm watching on what was it on uh, FS1 the other night. I mean, you hear the broadcasters just talk about your son, talk about your brother like that, and it's like this is the best. This is not just the best player in the Mountain West Conference. This is maybe one of the best players in the country. I mean, I get goosebumps just saying it, and Isaiah and I are just radio show people. Um, you got to just, you hear that stuff on a daily basis. Does, does it ever get, do you ever get numb to it? Or every time you hear it, you're like, I got to pinch myself a little bit, Pat. I am just so excited for Isaiah because I know the journey he's fought mm. all the way through. And his brother and his dad has, you know, been there. We've all been there, but... Barry and Barrington were the ones that get him to the practices from kindergarten all the way through and is really going to pay off because mm. he's put in the work. Barrington, how about you, man? What's that I like? I think for me it's honestly surreal just seeing the journey that he went through. Um, just as a young kid, like, people don't know about Chubby Zay. <laughs> People don't know about. Is this why we didn't want everybody to come on today? Get to talk about some crazy stuff. Yeah, it honestly makes the story that much sweeter because, like for me, I'm a trainer down in down in Dallas, Texas, and I have a lot of young kids coming up that aspire to be college basketball players. I want to be professional basketball players, and I think the disconnect sometimes is just the amount of work and sacrifice that you have to put in. Mm -hmm. So for me, really witnessing. Him putting that work and sacrifice time with his friends and sacrifice parties or whatever it may be, and to see it all come to fruition the way that it has is kind of like it's still crazy. Like we're still we're still going through it, and I think he handles it the best because he's always been super even keel. He's never been too high, too low. So I feel like when he does reach something astronomical, he's just like, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. What's next? What's next? What's next? And, you know, I feel like that's what the greatest players do. They don't ever get satisfied. Like, they continue to keep pushing no matter what height they get to. And um, I just think that's one of his superpowers we always talk about is his, uh, his mental toughness and his mental fortitude. Like, I feel like that's one thing that kind of sets him apart from a lot of players is uh, the way that he approaches the game, the way that he, um, the way he stays within himself. In all of these environments that he goes to, like, I'm honestly, like, sometimes when I watch him play, it's like, like how are you doing some of these things? And I, pl I play all yeah. day. I'm super competitive. <laughs> like, I'll roll the ball out with him, you know, things like that all the time. But when you watch him in a live game, sometimes I step out of the brother role and I'm just a fan. Oh, I, I can't imagine. Well, and, I'm, and again, it's just a brag fest here about Isaiah for a second. <laughs> but I am amazed at just how easy he makes things look out there. I, I've always talked about him on the show when you're not in here. Um, and I'll just say, he Isaiah is just one of those guys that the game's steadily going on. And the next thing you know, he has 23 points, 8 assists. <laughs> and he's just impacting this game. He's so steady with it. And I think that's the mark 
of a really great player. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's great players that can go on in surges and they can just get hot for like a five minute stretch. And Isaiah can certainly do that, but it's just your ability to just steadily impact the game each and every night. That's got to be a patience factor of yours. You never look rattled. Even when fans are giving you a hard time and you give them a little bit of a hard time back, you don't look rattled. You look like you're having the time of your life out there. No, for sure. And I mean, I think that's just uh, being a good point guard, uh, watching Steve Nash and Tony Parker and Chris Paul growing up. I mean, those guys always look like they're just in complete control of themselves, their teams, uh, the flow of the game. And that's kind of just what I've modeled my game after uh, since I was a kid is staying even killed. Uh, never let your opponent see you sweat. That was something my dad used to always tell me. <laughs> never let them see you frustrated or anything because then that's when they really start going at you even more. Uh, so instead, just stay on top of your emotions to the best of your abilities. Uh Obviously, sometimes the games can get up and down, but um, honestly, I feel like I've done a pretty good job with that. I, I think it's safe to say you've done a pretty good job. <laughs> with that. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about, obviously, the big game tomorrow night. For so many reasons, it's going to be an emotional basketball game uh, between Colorado State and Wyoming. So we'll talk about that. On the other side, it's the Isaiah Stevens Show presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza here on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. The Bears and the Rams have two of the best college basketball players in the country. Will they be enough to lead their teams to the big dance? For all things no-go sports, keep it here on 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. This is Nico Medved, the men's basketball coach of the Colorado State Rams. You're listening to The Hall Show on 1310 KFKA. I think now we're just going to have Isaiah go through every single assist he's ever <laughs> he's ever produced. That would, be, that would be a long list, man. <laughs> you might need to that stay a little a bit later list. than you're thinking, man. What do you think? Man. So many great memories, probably. I mean, obviously, you guys you guys go dancing a couple of years ago. The records, the, 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 the Moby Madness that I really think started with... You know, the, the, the mixture between you and Roddy and Coach Medved and all. I mean, Moby Madness became a thing a couple of years ago. When you look back at this, I mean, we, we always like to do the sports debate, like Mount Rushmore. You know, who's your Mount Rushmore of CSU Athletics? Hmm. You're the guy. You're the first name. I mean, that's got to be you know, everybody you talk to. Like, you're, you're the easy answer. <laughs> do you ever just, like, have to pinch yourself a little bit? Again, part of what, what right. we're talking about with your family in studio is uh, – is you're so even keeled. You just don't seem like a guy that gets too high, gets too low. And I think that's what's special about you, among a few things. But do you ever just kind of stop and go, wow? Not really. Never? I, I, I've tried to. Uh, Coach Medved has tried to um, always try to give me perspective on when to take a step back and just embrace it all because it goes by fast. And it is like, man, I got one more game at Moby uh, before mm. you know it. And uh, Coach Ali, too, has always just tried to um, help reset me in that regard of understanding like how far I've come and what I've done so far in my career. But it's hard to do that when you're also preparing for just some high-level basketball games night in and night out, and you want to go out there and play your best. So those are some of the things just at the forefront of your mind. And um, hopefully I'll be able to like just embrace it all and take a step back this weekend. But uh, we still got a game to try you to go got, Yeah, and I know that's, your, that's the, the top priority. I remember – 
I remember back when you and Roddy stormed onto the scene. It was like super softs, you know. We're yeah. like, who are these guys? You know, Isaiah Stevens and David Roddy. And obviously the coaching staff and people that follow the program closely knew what you guys were probably going to – well, they probably thought you were going to be good. Right. I don't know that people thought, you know, Isaiah's going to break all these records. Roddy's going in the first round of Memphis. <laughs> I mean, it's just a special thing. Have you heard from uh, Roddy in the last five, six days? Last five to six, nah, but we talk about every week. Uh, he's got obviously. a little bit of a transition he's made, right? Exactly, and uh, so far he said he's enjoying it down in Phoenix, learning from a lot of great players down mm-hmm. there. Uh, but nah, that's somebody that I keep in touch with uh, as often as possible. Uh, obviously, he has a even crazier schedule than I do, but uh, nah, man, if people were saying that they expected all of this out of us too, I don't know if they're telling you the truth, man, like... Uh, we came in as freshmen just trying to carve out roles like especially in his case he didn't even start the first half of the season and uh, I was coming into a situation where Kendall Moore had started all 32 games or however many at the point guard spot playing 35 minutes a night and then I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be the starting point guard or the backup or anything because we also had some older guys so um, we just came in and we worked and we were ultra competitive and we were able to find a way to make it happen. Is there a memory that sticks out to you you know, the last several years, that's that's like the top of mind. Like one of the big, I mean, obviously going to March Madness right. has got to be pretty cool. Stepping out onto that floor, going up against Michigan. Yeah. Is there a memory, though? Maybe it's not even on the court. Mm-hmm. A conversation that you had with one of your coaches, one of your players, or is it something on the floor? Man, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is <laughs> uh, the first open run we ever had at CSU with my freshman class. And that's when Nico Carvacho and Chris yeah. Martin and all those guys were there. And me, Roddy, Deshaun Thomas, John Tanjay, James Morris, we were all just getting on campus. And I remember we had an open gym. And I don't know who picked the teams, but it was like all freshmen versus like everyone else that had been there in a 5-on-5 game. And we were playing, and we lost the first game pretty bad. Like, we had never played with each other. Like, this is our first day of open gym. And then we proceeded to win the next four straight, like, all freshmen. And then that's when we felt like we were actually going to be pretty good. Might be pretty good. Exactly. And we ended up winning the whole little series that we had going. And, uh, yeah, that was a pretty fun day. Do Now, again, we talk about the even keel thing. Um, But tomorrow's going to be – I mean, going to be an interesting night. Yep. You know, it's your last game at Moby Arena. And you guys have I, I built this house. I mean, when you know, you always hear it in sports, the house that so-and-so built. Yeah. Well, that's going to now be you. You're going to be <laughs> in that, the house that uh, that Isaiah built. And obviously other, you know, we got Roddy in there. You talk about Carvacho, too, is yeah. a great player. Uh, this wonderful coaching staff. But then, of course, it's against Wyoming. And we know what happened, of course, with Wyoming, you know, the swim, swimmers last week, too, yeah. in such a sad situation. Um, but it's senior night. There's just going to be a lot of emotions here. So how do you kind of take that and, you know, you, you don't want to – you obviously want to honor what Wyoming's going to be doing, a moment of silence probably sure. tomorrow. Um, but at the same time, it's your, it's your final game at right. Moby. You've grown up. In front of all these fans. Insane, right? Um, that's probably been the main thing I've been talking about the most is just how I come in as a teenager and now I'm leaving as a 23-year-old adult, right? And just the love from start to finish never really wavered. Um, I just feel like I've always had the support of the community and the coaching staff behind me. Uh, but tomorrow's going to be an interesting day. Uh, obviously, very disappointing and sad sure. situation with yeah. what happened with the Wyoming swimmers. But... Um, 
also I just want to pay my respects to them and then hopefully be able to enjoy uh, what this game also means to me and my family and our team as well. So I feel like everything can happen in that regard. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully it'll be a good day. We had uh, Mr. Lytle from the Colorado one on the other day, and he he, he wondered out loud if, if you guys were going to do the regular senior night stuff before – like when do you got when is that normal when do you normally do the senior night stuff i mean before the, the past, game. before the game yeah. is, is there a chance that we don't do it exactly like that tomorrow night from tomorrow what, afternoon from what i know is like any other senior night uh i'm not too familiar with uh, any other special things that they have going on so i guess my guess is as good as yours and we'll figure it out when we get there is there any chance that it like because kevin brought it up he's like maybe they he because he always said man i wish that at senior night they would do it after the game because fans would stick around for someone like you and to mm-hmm. honor these seniors um but I don't, I don't know if that would happen would you almost rather it be at the end of the game when it's not before or uh i don't know it's yeah. kind of one of those things you just grow up getting accustomed to yeah. like seeing senior night since high school sure like, everyone just does it beforehand i guess after the fact would be pretty cool uh at least you know before the game you'll be able to get everybody's attention that's and, true and get everybody's uh praises and give them their flowers regardless of their role in the program so uh, i feel like that's probably why most people do it and then you make it like this big celebration during the game and go crazy but i'm not too sure how do you think your coaches are going to feel um, tomorrow before this game starts. Again, talk about all these emotions, but all right. Ali Farokmanesh saying, hey, I, I don't really know life in, at CSU without <laughs> in, you know some kind of conversation with Isaiah, whether it's trying to get him here or yeah. just working with him. I'm sure it'll be emotional. Uh, like I said, the way me and him met uh, is just a crazy story. He had came to Allen High School to look at one of my other teammates at the time. That was a pretty good prospect. Uh, he had no idea who I was. I didn't know who he was or what he had done. Yeah, now sitting all in his office he on the wall. Let you know every yeah. day, probably. He got T shirts, he got a sign every <laughs> week to send back to fans. Yeah, all that stuff, man. But um no, nah, it'll definitely be emotional. Uh those guys have built a relationship with me that will last a lifetime and I've gotten a chance to really know them and their families. Um on more than just a surface level. So uh, I genuinely care about these people, and I'm sure it's vice versa. And I, I have no idea what tomorrow is going to hold. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think it's going to be just really – I think the fans are just going to be so pumped up for this. And, yeah. and again, not just the player side. I mean, people get to know their college athletes. You right. know, they really get to know these guys. Yeah. And they know your personalities, and they know – what you're doing, you know, the good things you're doing in the community. We know your your relationship with the Boys and Girls Club of Larimer County, too. Yeah. And it's like just the things that you're doing um, on a daily basis. It's going to be – I'll tell you what, fans are going to have a, a tough time. Man, fans I, are going to have a tough time with this. That means you did something right, man. So uh, hopefully they'll just be as loud as they possibly can during the game, <laughs> oh. uh, be as pumped up, make Moby as, as crazy as it's been all year, uh, especially considering it's a border war. So – uh, nah, man, it'll be exciting. And the community, like I said, since day one has really gotten behind me uh, and just pushed me to a whole new level because they believed in me and so did my staff. So, Man, we're gonna, we already uh, getting texts and comments. You know, people are like, can you try to convince Isaiah to do a couple of shows, you know, you know, a couple of years down the road? Because we want to keep track yeah. of you. Uh, we would love to be able to do that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'll be. I feel like that's almost a given at this point, man. I gotta <laughs> stay in touch uh, we with, just, with the people in the area. We're so honored to to be able to have you on the show. Second year 
with you. It's, it's the first time I've done this this radio stuff with with a consistent athlete too. So we change it up typically. Yeah, man. And you did it last year with us. And what I love about your story too, you know, with the with when you were hurt at the beginning of the season last year, you know. I remember going to Crazy Carl's. I remember going to Isaiah, and I said, hey, do you still want to do it? you still want to come on every week, even though you won't be in every single game um, because of the injury to start the season? And Isaiah's like, no, I want to be coming on talk about my guys. <laughs> yeah. you know, every... And I remember going to Crazy Carl's Pizza, and that just shows you a great, a great sponsor. We said, hey, he's not going to be playing. That doesn't matter. That's what they said. Oh, we don't care. We want to hear from Isaiah Stevens. We yeah. want uh, the guy can get on and talk about you know butterflies, and we are good to go with this guy. So it does, and that's just is one of probably thousands upon thousands of businesses and supporters that would do the same thing. Yeah, for sure. And the crazy Carl's supporters, man, they're big time, and they've looked after me and my family, and uh, just helping provide a platform for me to come on and be able to share just a little bit about me. Uh, I don't necessarily think I'm the most interested guy in the world, but hey, I know a, a thing or two about the game of basketball. So, no, nah, it's been a special. I've already told you this, man. You, you're ready to do this. You can come do this. You can <laughs> no, talk for sure. sports for a living easily. <laughs> that would be a no-brainer. And then maybe people could get educated once in a while rather right. than me just throwing stuff out there like, you know, Isaiah, you got to score more than the other team. <laughs> Typically that works, but there's right. a lot more that goes into it. Yeah, man, no, it's been cool. No, all right, Pat, Barrington, thank you guys so much for being in here today. Thank you so much. No, we really appreciate us. it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do this again pretty soon. You know, we can make this a regular thing. Sure. You just let me know. We'll, we'll get it sponsored. We'll make the whole thing of it. Uh, I think they're doing all right. I think they'll be good. <laughs> we can go by phone. We can do whatever. It's great. Isaiah, man, from all of us here, and I know a lot of our Rams listeners, we j- we thank the world of you. And uh, in the short time I've gotten to know you guys, I think the world of you already because you look at what he, this guy's been able to do, and then you've, you've, you've supported this guy and backed him up all the way through. That. So that says so much. Um, your career has been so fun to follow. Mm-hmm. Um your, you know, just the, the the person that you are, and then getting to know you a little bit through the radio show has been one of the joys of doing this stuff that I do for a living. I appreciate that, man. Uh, this was definitely a blessing uh, that I didn't see coming. So being able to just uh, work with you uh, as frequently as we have, and just be able to kind of build up my own platform uh, through you guys is is special. So I appreciate you for just taking a chance with me, man. Yeah, well, it was it was like a risk on my part. <laughs> We're gonna bring this Isaiah guy in to do a weekly show. You think yeah. he'll be all right? Well, it'll just break every single record. Oh. Guys, thank you so much. Good luck tomorrow. I know it's gonna be a big a big game. You got the Air Force game too uh, next week, and we'll look forward to that as well. And then can't wait to see what you guys do in the tournament. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you. All right, my guys. Thank you so much for being in here today. Thank you. All right, this has been the Isaiah Stevens Show presented by Crazy. Car- Carl's Pizza on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Let's jump out and get the latest on the local sports flash. It's Jerry Schimmel, the voice of the Colorado Rockies and formerly voice of the UNC Bears, and you're listening to The Whole Show. Welcome back into The Whole Show now. That was awesome. Isaiah Stevens coming in studio, bringing his mom, his brother, Pat and Barrington. That was, that was fun. I got like I got to admit I was getting a little bit emotional talking about Isaiah and his career and you know following these guys up there's there's so many great players and it's one of the best parts about doing a show like this is we get to follow a lot of these great college athletes and try to tell their story a little bit you know, off the floor and that's what one of the beauties about these radio shows that we do on a weekly basis is we get that opportunity but I know we didn't scratch the surface with just how how extraordinary this young man has been to Colorado State. 
and I and I'm serious. Like they they built that Moby Madness up, man. They built a culture there at Colorado State with Isaiah Stevens and Roddy a couple of years ago, and of course Nico Medved and Ali Farokmanesh. The list does go on and on. They are some some sensational athletes. So looking forward to tomorrow. That will be a tough one. I mean, the challenge there, like, who's the better team? CSU's the better team. But you know that Wyoming wants to win this thing for so many reasons. Obviously, you've got the emotional factor. You've got the, hey, it wasn't the season that we wanted, but being able to sweep Colorado State could at least be a nice consolation prize. So Wyoming's going to come out probably really hungry for a game like this tomorrow night. So we got a lot to unpack today. Angel, I think we are going to catch up with Mike Rice. We've got a short show today. We're going to hand it off to uh, Mr. Spillen and Coach Bruce Dick for our uh, coverage coming up uh, with uh, with uh, Preps basketball playoff stuff. So we'll hit that in a moment. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Nuggets game last night, the UNC game last night, the officiating situation. That was a rough go. So we'll get into all of that and more. I'm looking forward to that. More on the Broncos, too. They They interviewed every quarterback. Caleb Williams is not going to do any. He's not really participating in any of this stuff. He's not going to be participating really in the combine. Is that another big red flag on, Joe? Uh, yeah, I saw today he's not releasing any of his medical information other than to specific teams. A little strange. Uh, do we know which teams he's releasing that to? No idea. Hmm. I imagine we won't know. and I don't know who's in charge of Caleb Williams' stuff, but... If he doesn't want to go to Chicago, are they like, hey, by the way, he's well, got two broken theory, legs? Like, because Marvin Harrison Jr., the top wide receiver, was supposed to speak at the Combine, and he just didn't show up. Yeah, what's so this is a they, new trend here. Are they trying to tank their draft stock <laughs> so they don't have to go play for Chicago and Washington? Well, they've all learned lessons. How many of these star players go to these bad teams early, and then it takes forever for them to really get going? Well, I mean, if you're Caleb, it's like, you guys couldn't even stick with Justin Fields for three years. No. You need to go... Do that? Yeah, I, I think it's I think that's something you got to pay attention to. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll wrap up our number one. We're going to hope to catch up with Mike Rice here in a moment as well. We got top story of the day. We got buy or sell. We got a lot for you. It's the whole show powered by Chevron here on Northern Colorado's Voice one hundred three point one and thirteen ten KFKA. College basketball is heating up. Here are UNC Bears hoops and Westwood One's coverage of college basketball and Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hi, I'm Darren Dunn, Director of Athletics at the University of Northern Colorado, and you're listening to the whole show, 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into the whole show powered by Chevron. We'll have the Isaiah Stevens Show podcast uh, released here in, in just a, a moment. I, uh, Angel working his magic back there. That was just so much fun. I can't get over that. I love getting him in studio. His schedule just never aligned this year because they would always have, you know, be on the road or Friday game, whatever. But uh, being able to catch up with him on a weekly basis certainly was one of the joys of my radio career. And then getting to, you know, his mom comes in here, Pat, and his brother Barrington jumped on a little bit to talk about him. 
It uh, and they didn't embarrass him. I don't think they embarrassed him. I think it was good. They were very professional with all that, Angel. Except for maybe the, the you I didn't know, know chubby, chubby. chubby I, existed, I, I was gonna get into more of that if we had more time, but I also kind of looked over at Isaiah and I, I don't know. I got that look like, hey, please, please don't, please, please don't go there. But no, I mean, we've all had that. Yeah, that yeah, phase. yeah, we've all. Mine unfortunately happened when I was a freshman in college. You know, I wasn't. Mine wasn't the cute little chubby Brady growing up thing. It was, oh, what happened to you, man? Mine was about six months when I was a baby. See, yours was a cute thing. Mine wasn't cute. He swole up once he graduated high school. You've seen Brady have can't miss him. (laughs) You can't miss. Not what did he? Who did he eat? You know. So I didn't have that cute story, but you talk about special players, man. You had some special players going at it last night too with the. in the UNC game, and we're going to break into that. I think we'll get Mike Rice on the program in the 12 o'clock hour. So we got a lot to bust into the Nuggets. So I, I, I drew up some controversy last night on the Nuggets, Angel. I said that AG is the second best player on this team. Zero debate. And I get, I get like this one guy's like, have you heard of Jamal Murray? I always hate that when people say, have you heard of? It's like, who do you think you're talking to, man? Of course we've heard of Jamal Murray. But I'm telling you that Aaron Gordon is the second best player on this team. You know, Gordon's Mr. Consistency, and that is important. We just had a full hour of a conversation with a very consistent basketball player in Isaiah Stevens. So we'll get into that debate. That's the poll question of the day, thanks to Chippers Lane, 2454 West. Um, We're going to get into that conversation as well. But I got the top story of the day coming up. And again, we'll recap last night's Bears loss and overtime. How many overtimes? Six overtimes for them now? That's a lot of free basketball, Angel. Uh, Top story of the day coming up next.